If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. Well, I hate to break this to you, but the sun isn't really yellow. Technically, the light it gives off is white. It's all because of the atmosphere, um, our atmosphere. There's an effect called Rayleigh scattering. That's when the gases in the atmosphere bend the light. The same effect is the reason why the sky seems to be blue, or why sunsets look like a stunning combination of reds and oranges. On a lighter note, if you go into space, you won't immediately be weightless. Scientists mostly agree that space begins where our atmosphere is more or less a vacuum, which is 62 miles up. But it's not like you magically become weightless from the moment you pass that point. Let's say you're in a rocket that's speeding up. You'll definitely feel the gravity of our planet. But you'll feel weightless from the moment you start falling down. To orbit something actually means you're falling forever around that particular object. The moon is orbiting us. We're orbiting the sun. Our entire solar system orbits around the center of the Milky Way, our galaxy. That's just a crazy cosmic dance where they're all falling toward one another. So, if you're 250 miles above our planet, you'd have to travel 17,500 miles per hour around the Earth to feel continuous freefall. That's the speed at which the International Space Station and people who work there orbit around our planet. Meanwhile, if you turn the thermostat up high, the rate of heating won't increase. It doesn't put more effort in when you set a higher temperature. For example, if you set the thermostat at 85 degrees Fahrenheit, you won't change the heating speed, only the target temperature. If you set it higher, you might end up wasting more energy, and you'd be too hot. Now, the seven spikes on the Statue of Liberty are not there to represent the seven continents and seven seas, as some previously thought. The spikes stand for sun rays, while the circle is there as some halo. It's like when immigrants arrive on a boat, the statue greets them with, Hello and welcome! Do you still believe that summer is so warm because, at that phase, our planet gets closer to the sun? Well, it's a big fat myth. When it's summer in, say, the northern hemisphere, our planet isn't actually closer to the sun. It's the opposite. The Earth is at its farthest point from the sun during July and at the closest point during January. Summer is warm because our planet is tilted. During its orbit, the Earth's tilt allows the energy coming from the sun to hit us more directly because the angle is steeper. Now, anteaters don't eat ants through their nose. They rip open anthills with their claws and get the ants through the holes with their super-long tongues. Those can extend twice as long as their entire heads. The tongues are sticky and covered in tiny spikes, so it's not that hard for them to trap those ants. Anteaters manage to swallow up to 20,000 ants on a daily basis. Now, T-Rex didn't have bad vision. Some research showed that they may have had depth perception even better than today's eagles and hawks do. Also, they weren't as fast as they are in the movies. Based on the structure of their body, they were probably moving no faster than 12 miles per hour. Any quicker than that would damage their bones. But that wasn't a bad thing, because the T-Rex would go after dinosaurs way slower than itself most of the time. Ooh, that's one beautiful butterfly. Ooh, don't touch it. It won't be able to fly again. No worries, it's another popular myth. It'll live and still fly if you touch it gently. Butterflies have scales on their wings, which means some might shed off if you touch them. 
But those scales will shed off naturally anyway. Such sheddable scales may be the reason why they manage to escape when a spider catches them in their web. Now, wolves really don't howl at the moon. It might make a good movie scene, but in real life, they howl because they're active during the night. They look up not to stare at the moon, but because that way, the sound they make will travel better. The rest of the wolves will hear them from distances of 6 to 7 miles away. They howl to communicate with them and even have a special sound they make when they lose their pack. Wolf packs don't necessarily have an alpha leader. When more wolves get together, they get competitive and want to dominate others. So it might seem one always has to end up as an alpha. But when they're in the wild, they stick with their families to help each other. The elder wolves naturally have higher status, similar to many other animal families. Have you ever heard that giraffes only sleep for half an hour a day? Well, it's false. They sleep approximately four and a half hours daily. That's fairly normal amongst animals that are active during the day. They tend to lay down and go to sleep for less than 11 minutes at a time. Crocodilia, the order to which crocodiles and alligators belong, can't run as fast as a racehorse. That's a myth. They can reach up to 12 miles per hour when they're on land, but even when they do, they can't move at such speeds for a long time, maybe 60 to 80 feet before they get tired. A really fast human will move at 12 miles per hour while walking, so many people could outrun a crocodile without even breaking into a run. But it's different when they're in the water when they move at speeds of more than 20 miles an hour. Trying to outswim them uh, is probably not a good idea. Crocodilia are not lizards. They're not even related. They may look similar, but these two are completely separate orders. Archosaurs have two lineages. One includes birds and dinosaurs, and another one includes crocodiles. Lizards have nothing to do with them, the snobs. Alligators and crocodiles are basically the same. <laughs> Here's another myth. They do come from the same family and look pretty similar, but they had their last common ancestor 65 million years ago. That's a long, long time ago, back when the primates diverged from species such as bats. They look similar because they have an excellent body structure to survive. It means evolution didn't have to add or remove anything to change that. Sharks can't smell a single drop of your blood from miles away. Whew! They do have a highly developed and enlarged brain area that's in charge of smelling odors, true, that allows some of them to detect very small amounts of blood in the water, like a drop in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. But the ocean is so much bigger, and it's not that calm, which means it will take the odor away. Sometimes, though, when the currents are favorable and the day is good, a shark will smell the potential prey from a couple of football fields away, but not miles. Now, that thing about sharks can't survive if they stop swimming, that's only partially true. Sharks breathe only when they're swimming because that's when they push water over the gills. That's true for some of the shark species, but there are many others that can pump water over the gills and get oxygen without swimming. For example, bottom-dwelling nurse sharks. Now, sharks don't have swim bladders. That means they'll sink to the bottom if they stop swimming. But their bodies are adjusted to such conditions, which means rapid descents or ascents won't really harm them. The asteroid belt isn't that dangerous. At least not like in those movies where spaceships are flying through a dense and chaotic field of rocks smashing into each other. The asteroid belt is a zone that's 200 million to 300 million miles away from the sun. It's a very isolated and lonely void with a lot of space in between. 
If you pulled all those asteroids from that belt together, you'd get a mass that's maybe 4% of our moon. That's why astronauts get really excited when they see just one asteroid smashing into one another. At least, something's happening there. Your brain can grow new cells. Well, that's kind of true and false at the same time. Most parts of your brain aren't capable of growing new neurons, but some areas can do it. For example, a part called the hippocampus. It's a very important region of the brain for remembering things, learning, regulating how much we eat, and some other vital biological functions. Many other animal species can regrow brain cells across the whole brain, but that doesn't work for us. Some scientists think it might be because we live longer than many other species, which requires a memory we can depend on. Now, that's why the human brain had to find a way to collect experiences across a long span of years. So new neurons in the hippocampus, for example, could be there for making new memories and learning new things rather than just remembering the things from the past. Those new brain cells help your brain cultivate your past and use it to chart your future. Or just get yourself an elephant. They never forget.